Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 104, where in a moment we discuss receiving a windfall. A chance would be a fine thing. But do you know what and what not to do in the event that actually does happen? Well, stick around. We may surprise you. That's on the way, like I say, in just a second. But please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you're in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows. Because in our programs to date, we featured loads of stuff, pensions, investing, wills and powers of attorney and loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. And last week we chatted about defined benefits pensions with guest expert Colin Pennycook of Pension Income Planning. Remember, we can drill down and focus on pretty much anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts and you'll get us there. Like I say, an enormous resource all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way, you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis. With me as always, the star of our show, it's Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? Good, thank you. I'll tell you the exact advice my dad always gave me with regards to receiving a windfall, Phil. It was this. He said, son, if you ever come into any kind of money, be sure to get shot of it as quickly as possible, because if not, you'll be damn sure someone will come along or crop up that will gobble up the entire lot and leave you wishing you'd spent it when you had the chance. Now, all these years later, Phil, I'm willing to concede that opinion most likely wasn't sourced from a place of consulting any sound financial advice. <laughs> as it turns out, I've never received any kind of windfall that I can think of, a tax rebate maybe at one point, but I don't think that counts. So is it a more complex thing than we might otherwise imagine? What sort of issues might you have to consider if you receive a windfall? Yeah, it can be. It, it's a sort of thing that a lot of people really don't think about the, the implications. I mean, you've got that there could be tax tax implications of receiving a windfall. Other things is like how do you best invest that to sort of further your other financial goals? That's a, another thing. And, you know, a windfall, it could mean that people they might need to adjust sort of change in needs and update any existing financial plan to reflect their new circumstances. So there's probably quite a bit to, to go through today. And as usual, you'll know that I'm, I'm always sort of a great advocate for financial advice. Sure. I'm always sort of saying getting financial advice after receiving a windfall, it could help improve your lifestyle and reach your long-term financial goals a lot better as well. Okay, all good stuff and coming up, but let's start at the beginning. What actually constitutes a windfall? I mean, is there a qualification number below which it can't be considered to be a windfall, or is it any amount that you would expect? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the phrase windfall really is used to refer to a sum of money that's received suddenly or unexpectedly. I mean, it could be the form of a lottery win, for example. More commonly, it could be an inheritance. It might be that you've had a, a lifetime gift from somebody a large bonus at work, a redundancy lump sum. There's many different things that could constitute a, a windfall. And basically, I, I would say it's the receipt of what could be potentially life-changing sums of money. And I mean, that can be challenging for people when they, they get that because, I mean, some folk are, are not used to it, so they, they might not be financially astute. So there, there's a lot to, to kind of take into account and, and consider for anybody that gets a windfall. And like I mentioned as well, we need to understand specific tax rules relating to any windfall, deciding best how to invest that money to meet your sort of future goals and financial goals. And it does 
getting a windfall requires careful planning and consideration. And I mean, without professional financial advice, some people could find that quite stressful, actually. Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of if you work your way to a fortune, let's say, then it's, you know, it's incremental. So you're learning about having money as you're earning it. And by the time you get to, you know, having a whack of cash yeah you've you've sort of gone through various steps and you've you've adjusted as you've gone whereas if you get it overnight from say the lottery or something like that it is just a surprise and you think well you know (laughs) what do i do first what don't i do so what sort of things you have to consider when you receive a windfall i suppose it depends on the source of the windfall yeah you know what kind of windfall it is So, so maybe let's start if if some money's been left to you in a will how about that I'd say, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, if, if you're receiving a, a large sum of money, I mean, it can be overwhelming. The, the most important thing I would say is not to hurry, but to take your time with what you're going to do with that money and think about what you want to achieve with it. I mean, what, what I often say to people is, look, you might want to look at putting that money in a separate savings account to start with, just so you can get a wee bit of interest on it until you decide what to do, but depending on your financial goals, there's quite a number of things that you might want to consider. I mean, what one thing, if you have a mortgage, you might want to, to pay down that debt or, or reduce your mortgage. You might want to use sort of tax allowances or your tax-free allowances. You might want to think, right, I'll pay some money in a pension or an ISA. Some people will want to use any windfalls to, to build up an investment portfolio. Or for others, they might decide, right, I want to, to buy a property maybe like a, a bike let or build up a, a bike let portfolio. So a number of different things that you can do do with the money there. And like you say, depending on the source of the windfall, that's also going to determine whether you may have taxed it to pay on the money you receive. Other things we need to take into account with any windfall is, is there any inheritance tax or, or a, any inheritance tax issues there as well? So for example, if a loved one passes away, and leaves you an inheritance in their will, dealing with, with a windfall, I mean, that, that's at a time when it's already going to be quite emotional mm-hmm. for you. And again, people might feel overwhelmed by, by that as well. Really, at that sort of time, that's where financial advice can really sort of prove helpful. Um, when, when it comes to inheritances, I mean, we, we've got to, inheritance tax, it's payable on any estate that's worth over £325,000. Now, inheritance tax is currently payable at a rate of 40% on estates over that value. We, we also have what's called the main residence nil rate band. And what that is, is each person, if you own a property, um, that is currently, you've got a, an allowance there of 175000 each as well. Um, so potentially for, for couples, they could be able to give away up to a million pounds without have an inheritance tax. But again, that's where sort of careful financial planning comes in. And one thing, if you are getting money, is also to bear in mind that if there is a liability to inheritance tax, usually that has that tax has to be paid before they'll release the estate as well. So there are a number, a lot of different factors to, to take into account there as well. If you're gifted assets while someone's still alive, there might not be any inheritance tax to pay on that. Again, depending on if their estate is over the threshold or, or under it. But if they have potentially got an inheritance tax liability, if they die within seven years, there's something called lifetime gifting. So if they don't survive the seven years and their estate's liable to inheritance tax, 
you may have to pay tax on, on that money. So that, that's something to bear in mind mm. if you're getting an inheritance as well. Definitely something that I would take on financial advice for because I, I could I could you know hear the numbers and I could hear you talking sense there. And it's one of those things, sometimes I get this when I'm with a financial advisor, I start to glaze over and in my head, Homer is dancing through a field. You know, <laughs> la, 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 la. And I, I try not to do that, but I just it sort of shuts down. That's why you need professionals, Phil. It's or, funny. You know, see, see, when we're going through this, I mean, I, I go on through a lot of figures and stuff, and you'll say, right, the threshold for this is that <laughs> and, and things. And it's the same, like larger estates as well. What happens there is they, they've got something called residence taper relief. And, and what happens is that if, if you've got a large estate, you, your inheritance tax your sort of reliefs there are reduced by one pound for every two pound that your estate is valued over two million pounds. Again, there's a lot of figures get bandied about and it can be quite confusing for, for people. So it is, I always think like if you are receiving a windfall like that from an inheritance, I would always say go and seek professional advice, whether financial advisors can help with a lot of things, accountants and tax advisors can help with a lot of things, but it is, there's, there's a lot of figures and numbers get bandied about, and it's easy to, to lose track of what it all means. Just so you're aware, I, I struggle with my second year's maths homework. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> you can tell I'm probably at my league here. Would a, would a work bonus come under the banner of a windfall, Phil? If, and if it does, what do you need to be aware of then? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Receiving a bonus at work as a reward for, for your job, I mean, it can be highly satisfying. And I guess it depends on maybe the amounts and, and what that means to you. One one thing to bear in mind with any bonuses from work are that you've got income tax and national insurance to pay on that. So you could get a bonus or, or a windfall from that, but you could find that a significant portion of that hard-earned money has gone to, to the tax man. But what you could find as well, a bonus could even push you into a higher tax band. So again, that means you receive even less and you would get a smaller sum than, than expected as well. And again, this is where good financial planning can, can come in because one way to use your, your bonus tax efficiently is through what's called bonus sacrifice. Now, what happens here is you can ask your employer pay part or all of your bonus into your pension scheme as an employer contribution. Now, what happens with your pension contributions is you get tax relief at the highest rate of income tax you pay. So a 20% taxpayer, a basic rate taxpayer would get 20% tax relief. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, you would get 40%. Or if you're an additional rate taxpayer, you can get as much as 45% tax relief. So there's hefty advantages of money going into to a pension there. If you're paying money into a pension, you can pay up to your whole annual salary or up to a total of £40,000, whichever is the lower of those two, two figures, you can actually pay into a pension in a year as well. So you've got a good allowance that, that you can pay in. But again, that's us mentioning more figures and numbers. I was, I was slightly more with you in that one, though, Phil. You know, I, I could understand that. I was I was tuned into that one. Yeah. If you're a really high earner, what happens is everyone's got what's called a, an annual allowance. You're allowed to make a certain amount each year without paying any tax on it. But if if you earn over 240000 you've no annual allowance at all. So again, careful planning when it comes to things like pensions. If you're getting hefty bonuses, it can affect your tax position. Financial advisors, they can 
make you understand how to make the most of that in a tax-efficient manner. And quite often that's through things like pension contributions as well. So even getting that bonus from work, you might kind of, the number of factors to, to take into account there mm-hmm. with any potential windfall you get on that. Absolutely. Okay, now we're really entering dreamland, Phil. What about things like lottery or competitions of that nature? You know the sort of thing you, you pay to enter, but you could end up with a house worth two and a half million overlooking the English Channel. <laughs> what, what what happens there? That's it. I mean, I think a lot of us have dreamed about what it would be like to to win, sort of like the lottery, for example. And one thing that's coming up these days, you say about like winning a house or winning a fancy car. There's more and more of these sort of raffles coming up online. I think over lockdown more of these sort of competition companies sort of appeared. I mean, locally, with a big one called Bounty Competitions. They, in the northeast of Scotland, they seem to be the, the main one in this area just now. But there, there's ones popped up all over the place. And I think during lockdown, when people weren't going out, they didn't have much to do, they were looking for any kind of hope that they could get. So these sort of online raffles really took off in, in popularity at that point. But that's it. I mean, while a, a bigger home, faster car and luxury holidays might feature on, on people's sort of bucket lists, one of the things that if you do win money, these sort of things might not be sort of, can, I like, they might not sort of sit well with your long-term financial goals. So one thing I would say, if, if you are coming into a windfall of this sort of type, I would take a step back for a moment and think rationally about how the money you've won could be used to improve your lifestyle on a longer term basis because you hear of so many, for example, lottery winners just going out and blowing the lot. Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing I would say is kind of just take a step back and, and think about it. Don't rush into things. And I mean that, that's and another thing I would say is there, there's no need to take all the excitement and joy out of things like a lottery win. Quite what I say to folk in that position, I've, I've came across quite a few sort of lottery winners in the past, and it's like you still need to have fun. So, so allow yourself maybe a set percentage of your win and say, right, that's my kind of fun money. So I'll go and like do what I want with with that. Then one thing as well with with likes of lottery winnings, they're in themselves tax free. But what you might find is that. What you do with the money, that could be subject to, to tax. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you deposit your winnings in a savings account, you may have tax to pay on the, the interest that you get. If you decided to buy property, you may have like additional dwelling supplement. You might have like stamp duty land tax, or in Scotland, it's called land and buildings transaction tax. So you've got to watch out for kind of other taxes that, that you may come over as well. And if it's a big win that you get, again, when you die, it might be that your beneficiaries have to pay inheritance tax. And <laughs> they often say inheritance tax is often called a voluntary tax because with proper planning, there's often ways that you can avoid that or reduce your liability significantly as well. So if someone is fortunate to, to win the lottery or one of these big raffle prizes, then certainly, again, taking financial advice and good tax planning is so important as well. And there's, there's me thinking, you know, if you win the lottery, then the sensible thing to do is put it in the bank so you can't get at it. And, and you know, you, you might you might not be doing the best thing for yourself there. That's it. It's like Del Boy and Rodney. I was watching that episode, Only Fools and Horses, when they, <laughs> Next they year, Rodney will be millionaires. with the painting. And <laughs> so many people, you, I mean, you, you see it quite often in the newspapers, oh, such and such won the lottery at such a young age and they blew it on yeah. fast cars or whatever. And you've got to think longer term as well. I know when you're young, 
sometimes it's easy not to to think about the long term, but there is there's a lot of things to take into account if you are in that position. If I am going to get that bit of fun money, Phil, do you know what I'm going to spend it on? But I've been conditioned, and so have you, growing yeah. up. Every Sunday afternoon, when Bullseye was on, right when when someone didn't when someone didn't win, they say, "Let's take a look at what you could have won." Oh, it's a speedboat! And from that moment on, I thought, "Right, I've got to get a speedboat, whether it, whether it's in dry dock for the rest of my life or not, I don't know, <laughs> but I've got to get one." <laughs> Do things like selling property or, or a business where you're going to receive a large amount of money as a result? Do they count as windfalls or not? Yeah, I mean that that's another one, and for, for, you have to be careful here. Is the process proceeds are selling property or a business. I mean, potentially they at times they can be substantial, but it's likely you may have to pay tax on the profit you make. One of the taxes that we've got is what's called capital gains tax, and that's something that's payable Well, when you sell land, property that's not your main residence, such as like buy-to-let properties mm. would, would fall under that. If you sell business premises, Again, land, inherited property, that's all things that you may have to pay capital gains tax on. And what you're paying that on is the profit or gain. So that's the difference from what you bought something at to the price that you're you're selling it at. Now, when, when calculating capital gains tax, taxable gains are added on top of your income and any gain falling within the basic rate band is taxed at 10% or if it's residential property, it's 18%. And for any gain falling above the basic rate of tax, it's taxed at 20%. And for residential property, it's 28%. <laughs> so there are ways you can reduce the tax you have to pay. One of the things that you've got here as well is you've got a personal tax-free annual allowance before you have to pay any capital gains tax at all. Now, that's currently £12,300. So again, if if it was if you're a married couple, you, you can transfer assets between each other and there's no CGT. So what I've seen some planners do is they'll maybe transfer some assets to a spouse and that way you can have like two allowances. So again, that's a wee bit of kind of planning that, that can be done there as well. Another thing to note is if you have any losses, you can offset them against your gains. And again, that'll reduce any capital gains tax you, you have to pay as well. But another thing to consider is inherited assets, which are subject to inheritance tax rather than capital gains tax. And in this case, assets are acquired at probate value and future capital gains tax, it'll be based on any increase in the value since the date that you inherited them. And again, what I would say to people who maybe are worried about capital gains taxes, financial advisors can can help with some of the, the planning for this, but that's maybe where you want to have a look and see if you can get a tax advisor or accountant to maybe help you with, with this sort of area as well. When you're talking about getting advice from an accountant or a tax person or something like that, are we getting into the... the <laughs> be careful how I phrase this. Are we getting into the areas that you sometimes see celebrities where... You know, money is is put somewhere else offshore so that they don't get into into bother with the tax man. Are we are we talking about that sort of area, or would a got, tax person not recommend that? Yeah, I mean, you've got with, with careful tax planning, you can reduce your tax bill legally. So, like tax planning is is perfectly legal. Tax evasion is is not. That's when people are doing things that they shouldn't. I mean, you get some pretty aggressive tax avoidance schemes. And again, that, that's where we've seen some celebrities kind of fall foul of them in, in the past. But mm. with, with good financial planning and, and good sort of tax advice, you can legitimately reduce 
a lot of your your tax burden there. And and sometimes it's just with careful, simple planning things, things like I mentioned there, you can change assets from like one I think your spouse's mm-hmm. name. That that's like you've got all these allowances. So it's finding the ways to to utilize them best. But again, mm-hmm. doing it legally where you can as well. Yeah, so quite a few ways in real terms where, where you could come into windfall and actually looking at them, Phil, they're, they're not all that rare, really. I mean, I'd imagine most people come into contact with someone like that at least once in their lifetime, maybe. And you said to me before we came on, you've got a top five tips for this one, which I always enjoy. So Phil's top five tips upon receiving a windfall. Take it away, Phil. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the, the top five tips. Number one, don't spend things straight away. So I, I always say separate any windfall from your regular income you could place that in a high interest savings account. One good thing is the interest rates are rising slightly. So if you do have money on instant access, you are going to get a bit more than what you would have maybe a year or two years ago. And by doing that, it just gives you a bit of time to consider your, your options. Number two, take financial advice, which is, again, that's something I'm always harping on about. But even if you know what you want to do with your windfall, professional financial advice, it can help you put in I put a plan in place where you can minimize tax and ensure that your money is working hard for you. Number three on my list, I've got understand the tax implications. I mean, even in this show, we've covered things like inheritance tax, capital gains tax. There's a lot of different things. And again, that's where a financial advisor, they can help look at things like the tax that would be due in certain circumstances and then look at any strategies where they can minimize that as well. Now, number four on my top tips, top tips list, <laughs> list your short, medium and long term financial priorities. I mean, yeah, it's great to, if, if you get a windfall, that may help with a lot of your short term goals. But it's good to, to also think about kind of the medium and, and long term. I mean, a, a potential windfall could help you in the short term with an emergency fund. Medium term, your goals might be things like helping pro- uh, your children onto the, the property ladder. And then long-term goals, that could be more things like building up a, a good support for, for retirement. So a lot to, to think about there. I mean, long-term goals as well could be maybe buying a second property abroad for, for when you retire. Lots of different things to, to think about there. And then number five is treat yourself. And like I say, while the, the majority of your windfall should go towards kind of improving your lifestyle and, and meeting financial goals. It is good to use some of it for fun. And, and that's, again, you, you want to enjoy life. And I'm a great believer in kind of living for today because you just never know what's around the corner as well. So good to maybe keep some, uh, some aside, but have fun with, with some of it as well, is, is what I would say. And, and like I say, financial advice, it'll help you make the most of your windfall and meet your financial objectives. And that's Phil's top five tips. Da, 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 da. Right now, Phil, we always do this bit as well. You, you find inspiration through um, through various folk you admire and you love a quote. What have you got on the subject of today's show, Receiving a Windfall? I don't know who said this, but it's probably quite topical given the, the way things are at the moment. If I win the lottery today, I'm buying a full tank of gas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'll tell you the other one I enjoyed just now is um, I saw a guy at the petrol station and he was putting 10 quid in his tank. I thought, where are you driving to? Pump four. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Phil is really keen on trying to, to help you with uh, your queries. If ever you want to email a question to us, please do. 
But before that, let's have a look and see whether Phil has had an instance where you've experienced something connected to today's subject where you've found your own learnings, Phil. Just a, a reminder of today's subject again, receiving a windfall. Yeah, I mean, I, I one experience I not personally had of that. I mean, like I say, I've, I've came across a few lottery winners and people who've inherited large sums over the years through through my work. But one that was a bit more not personal, but lassie that I used to go out with her grandparents, they they actually won the lottery. Wow. They had five numbers plus the bonus ball. And I think they got a lump sum somewhere in the region of about thirty thousand pounds. If they'd actually had that same combination. The, on the Wednesday night draw, which was the one before, they would have netted well over a hundred grand. And I remember thinking, on the positive side, yeah, they've got this money that they didn't yeah. have before, and it was great for them because they didn't have much, so it made a real massive difference to to them and their life. But just I suppose the way I was thinking is, <laughs> oh, if it had been the draw before or after, you would have got so much more. I think there must have been quite a lot of winners on that particular Did draw. But it's great when you see people winning. Oh yeah, kind of didn't have much and, and it really changes their life. Did they did they realise that had it been like the draw before they'd have they'd have won that? I didn't think so. I, I never mentioned that to tell them. them. No, exactly right. <laughs> Good move, Phil. Now like I say, if ever you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you wish. Let's get on to this week's contact details coming up in a moment. I'll give it to you after these. Hi, Phil. I hear a lot of talk about pensions, but can you tell me how someone works out how much of a pension pot they'll need for retirement? And if there's anything you can do if you're short of that amount? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it's Again, it's a sort of one that a financial advisor can help you with. They, they use what's called cash flow modeling tools. And, and what they'll do is they'll look and say, right, how long are you likely to live in retirement? How much income do you need? They, they can look at all of that sort of things. What if your pension fund goes up by this amount? You'll have this in your pot. It's great. Do you need to save this or that? These sort of tools are, are invaluable. And again, that, that's just where sitting down with your financial advisor, they can really help immensely with, with all of that sort of thing. Okay. Next up, here's one from Alice in Stonehaven. She says, hi, Phil. This might sound strange, but I'd like to make the funds from my will available before I die so I can see my relatives receive the benefit of what I leave them and for it to make a difference to their lives now when they may need it most. Is there any reason why that wouldn't be advisable or permissible? This is something we just touched on, I think, isn't it? In this episode? Yeah, I mean, if, if you can afford to give the money away now, then great. I, so I would say a lot depends on your own circumstances, if you'll need it yourself. But other factors would depend on the value of your estate. So things like... If your estate is over the inheritance tax threshold, if you give money away, you have to live for seven years before and there'll be no IHT payable on that. So there's a few factors you might need to take into account, but a lot of it will depend on what the value of your estate is. If you're below the inheritance tax threshold, no problem at all. Great. Give that money away as long as you can afford to and you wouldn't have the any sort of tax issues to, to look at there. What if you're just on the... <laughs> On the fringes, Phil, and the the, the estate value goes up uh, in the intervening seven years. See what I'm saying? Uh, you, you can. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got sort of, there's a few reliefs that you can use to, to reduce your estate. Things like charitable giving. If somebody gets married, you're allowed to give them a gift of a certain amount. And you're allowed to gift like small amounts to, to many people as well. So th there are ways that you can try okay. to to kind of mitigate that. But you're right, I suppose the, the inheritance tax 
is only paid on the estate over the certain value. So if your estate goes up, I suppose that's a good thing, but then you wouldn't have to pay that percentage on the whole estate. It's only the bit over the inheritance mm-hmm. tax threshold okay. that it would All need right. paid on. Okay. Uh, I would just say, before you get in touch with the question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered a fair few topics. We may well have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us for episode 104 of the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for Finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or join the Facebook group for the show. Search Personal Finance Community. That's Personal Finance Community on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Or why not email Phil a question you can answer on a future show? His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us and please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time and thanks for listening. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.